The UK Report. Let's cross to Ricky Freelove from Talk Radio in the UK. G'day, Ricky. Good morning, Clinton. Uh, dramas over a pay rise for MPs. Now, I know that you had public servants going on strike left, right and centre in the past few months, but MPs are getting a pay rise? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Now, this is obviously obviously disputed every single year whether MPs should have a pay rise, whether they'll take the pay rise, whether they'll donate it to charity. But as you just mentioned, against the, the, the background of uh, thousands upon thousands of public sector workers all wanting a pay rise, all on strike. I think today we've got uh, ambulance workers out on strike today. Yesterday it was university staff. You know, it's literally just name, a, name an industry and they're on strike at some point this week. That's why it's, it's remarkable that a pay rise has been suggested by this independent commission at 2.9%. So that will take an MP's average salary, the starting salary, to £86,500, which is about three times more than the average salary for the person in, in the UK. Now, this is coming uh, while we have inflation about 10.5%, and public sector unions are wanting uh, an inflation-busting pay rise. So 10.5%, the nurses wanting a, a 5% more than that. Uh, I think some members are even asking for a 20% uh, pay rise because they see it as they've had a cut since 2010. So that is the background. Should MPs really be doing it while well, we've got most of the public sector on strike at some point over the past three months or so? The answer is probably no. However, very smart, these people, because the independent uh, review suggested 2.9%, which is 0.1% shy of what the government... percent pay rise. So they've done it very cleverly, very cleverly indeed. Can they just reject it outright, or if it's approved by the various administration that approves pay rises, do they have to accept it and then decide individually to donate it to charity, for instance? Yeah, I believe that is the case. That is just set. That's it. Once it's in, it's in. Um, and it's done completely outside of Parliament. It's done completely outside of government. There's a completely independent uh, review body called the Independent Parliamentary Standards Authority, IPSA. Um, and that's what they do every single year. Um, so, yeah, they, they, will, they will have the pay rise. They've got to take the pay rise and obviously they can decide what they want to do with their own money once they receive it. The death penalty is now being debated in the UK. Yeah, that's right. So this week, Rishi Sunak had a mini reshuffle. As part of that, he needed a new chairman after the Dean to Harry and had to resign over some tax affairs. In comes Greg Hans, who is a Remainer, very uh, sort of soft Tory, liberal London elite, um, you know, big remain that people are not too happy about because it's not really representing the, the Red Wall Tories. They're sort of working class Brexit voting Tories. So what do you do? Bring in a deputy chairman in the form of Lee Anderson, who is an absolute favourite among talk radio listeners, is formerly a Labour Party uh, member and worker as well. And he crossed the floor uh, back in 2018, got into the intake in 2019. He's a former coal miner. Uh, he's a single parent dad. Um, you know, great backstory, and he's a real purple because he's got very, uh, I think, clear views. He's very uh, opaque with every, everything that he says. He's very um, down, down the middle. Uh, and he came out in an interview, which was done last week, but was released after he became deputy chairman, and he said he was for the death penalty. Now, there's been absolute outrage across Westminster. Various media classes are all chattering about it, saying how disgusting it is that someone could be pro the death penalty in this day and age. However... Looking at polls that have been done uh, in recent years, you know, of people believe the death penalty uh, should be enforced if someone's been found guilty of murder, and that rises up to 52% when someone's been found of multiple cases of murder. Now, this comes again. Earlier this week, David Carrick, a former policeman, was convicted of 
a number and, and tens of rapes, uh, and yet his mm. sentencing was something about 30 years, very, very lenient uh, for what people would expect was going to be a whole life term. So this is what the backdrop is, and we've now got dissenting voices within the government, which makes it very exciting for people like you and me, Clinton, uh, but you know, it's been death penalty talk all week. It's a very tough debate. Uh, Ricky, we'll catch up again next week. Thanks, Clinton. Ricky Freelove from Talk Radio in the UK.